Today, we are in the Gospel of Matthew. We move from the parables that we've been hearing through the last month to this story of the multiplication of the loaves and the fish. It's important to notice that we are moving away from parables here. Sometimes this story, this miracle, really, of the loaves and fish get reduced to a parable. Sometimes it's reduced that there's a moral of this story that Jesus is calling us to share. If we focus on that, we probably miss the entire point of the gospel. This is a story of a miracle. The Lord providing bread through a miracle. I think the church in the readings that we have that surround this gospel, our first two readings today, provide a great light into what the point of this reading really is. From the prophet Isaiah, we hear, let all those who are thirsty come to the water. You have no money, come receive grain and eat. And then there's this really, I would call it a very cutting line. Why spend your money for that which is not bread? Or your wages for what fails to satisfy? In a way, the Lord saying to us through the prophet Isaiah, Am I not enough for you? St. Paul, in the letter of the Romans in the 8th chapter here, gives us this, it's really a great hymn, if you will. What will separate us from the love of Christ? Basically list everything out. And no, that cannot separate us from the love of Christ. In Catholic theology, there's a term of the primacy of grace, which sounds complicated, but is quite simple. So simple that it's been a controversy for 600 years in the church, that simple. Basically, what it goes down to is that the grace of God precedes everything. The grace of God precedes everything. How does this work? I can become focused in prayer or in my good works, in my following of the commandments, right? And mistakenly think that because I do those certain things, I gain God's grace. And that's completely incorrect. And that's what Catholics often get accused Of believing. It's not what we believe. We've never believed that. But sometimes I think we practice it. That we think that we have to earn God's love. That's far from the case. The Lord loves us not because of what we've done or not what we have. Right, but loves us because of who we are. 
that we are created in his image and likeness. And even after the fall, right, it was the Lord who pursued us to bring us back into relationship with him. And even as individuals, as we sin and we continue to sin, we continue to live fragmented lives. It's the Lord's grace that seeks us out. Now we still do have free will. I can accept or I can reject the grace of God. I still have the ability to reject God's grace. So we look in this gospel that we have today. And the Lord speaks to his disciples. He says, go and let them provide for themselves. The disciples, seeing that it's late, seeing that they're hungry, Lord, let them go provide for themselves. Now, there's a tie here to the prophet Elisha in the book of Kings, in which the same thing happens. And the Lord says, surely I will feed them through the prophet Elisha. The same thing is happening again. And the disciples, when they hear this being good Jews, would have known that the Lord kind of turned this one on them. He says, there's no need for them to go away. Give them food for yourselves. And these are the same words spoken through the prophet. They say to him, we have five loaves and two fish. It's the Lord's grace that gives them enough. That's not to reduce the fact that a miracle didn't happen, because a miracle indeed happened. All four of the Gospels... This is one of the few events that all four of the Gospels give us this story. And so we know truly through all four of those Gospels, this happened. And it didn't just happen once. There's a feeding of 5,000 and there's a feeding of 3,000. Some people will try to mistake that those were the same event. No, it happened twice. It wasn't just 5,000, right? It says not counting women and children. How many children were there for each person? Right? We're at least up to 10,000. Could be up to 15 or 20,000 total. Right? A great feeding. What does this mean for us today? I think we could focus on the earthly needs that need to be met, right? Will the Lord provide enough food for us? Will the Lord provide enough of our basic needs? But I think the way that we often will try to meet our own needs isn't so much when it comes down to food. I think we're blessed to generally live in a nation and in a community that we don't have too much of a worry of starving, of going hungry. 
Right? But there's, there's those needs that we meet that are not the physical, but are the basic emotional needs and our spiritual needs, really. Right? When I'm lonely, when I'm afraid, when I'm anxious, when I'm depressed, where do I seek my comfort? Right? Do I seek my comfort through those things of the world? Through money? Through food? Food in excess, right? Maybe it's through alcohol. Maybe if you're like me, it might be through video games a little bit. Right? That I try to seek to numb those thirst, that hunger that I have to be filled. And I seek to fill it with things that don't satisfy. This goes back to that point of primacy of grace. Right? Before I begin seeking to satisfy a hunger, the Lord's grace is already there for me to take. The grace of the Lord is already before us to take. And instead, we turn to that which does not satisfy. So I hope over last month when we went through all those ways of prayer, right, that those ways of prayer can give us tools that when I'm hungry, when I'm thirsty, when I need to be filled, which, by the way, is every day, right, that I'm able to turn to God and turn to that grace that's present before me even before I know that I need to be satisfied. The Lord's grace goes before us.